Hello and welcome to Humanitarian AI Today, a podcast series produced by the Humanitarian AI Meetup Groups in San Francisco, Cambridge, New York City, London, Toronto and Zurich. So this week we're interviewing individuals participating in Neo4j's Graphs for Good hackathon, which wraps up this month. And today we have some very special guests joining us. One's with us from UN. He oversees several teams, one of which is connected to data science and graph. His name is Lambert Hogenhout. Welcome, Lambert. Thank you for joining us. And then you're collaborating with Vivek Ketan from Accenture as well. He's, he's with us today. Thanks for joining us too. Shall we kick off with you, Lambert? Do you, do you mind just you know, opening up with a short introduction about yourself and your background and all the things you're involved in pertaining to what we're doing with this project, uh, Knowledge Graphs for Social Good? Sure, yes. So uh, my group at the UN looks at all the new technologies as they, as they come out and how they can be used at the UN. We've been looking a lot at natural language processing uh, in connection with AI as well. And using that to, to ingest information into knowledge networks and, and a, a very good way to store these nodes of knowledge is in, in graphs, of course. And, and that's why we created this, uh, this challenge. Great. And how about you, Vivek? How did you kind of connect to, to Lambert? What can you tell us about your involvement in this project? Thank you, Mia. A little bit about me. My current research revolves around information extraction, knowledge graph completion, various natural language processing techniques, such as semantic role labeling, entity extraction, relationship extraction. Currently, I also started working on common sense reasoning. The idea is if we can make a computer understand a real world situation and gives output the way we think in common sense. So uh, I was speaking last year at Knowledge Graph Conference, uh, and Lambert was also a speaker there. And Thomas Daly uh, contacted us as an organizer of Knowledge Graph Conference, and we both had this idea. We, uh, we want to have this workshop where we are trying to use Knowledge Graph and create awareness and see what people are doing. And then we started working on this. So we decided uh, it's a good idea to start with sustainable development goals. They are agreed upon goals by all the United Nations. And what we can do, how we can actually uh, like so people, AI can help there, how we can extract information from each of those goals, connect them together and make sense of it. Great. And, and Lambert, would you like to expand on that and just give us your view? Sure. Yeah. So these, these sustainable development goals, they were decided. It's, it's quite exciting, actually. It's the first time in history that countries around the world, people, uh, governments, academia and, and individuals all decided on, on what is actually wrong with the world and what are the, um, the most important priorities, what do we need to fix? And they came up with these 17 goals and, and they're very broad. There are things like poverty or, or gender equality. And, and then underneath you have more specific goals about poverty and about uh, health and, and about uh, food security. Um, so these, all these, these goals connect to one another. If you want to get people out of poverty, education is probably a good idea. 
And with that education, you're probably also going to empower women and improve gender equality. Mm -hmm. So there you've already got three SDGs that are connected. And we know that these SDGs are all connected, but we don't know exactly how. Except what we do have is about 100 years worth of research from social scientists, from economists, that have spoken about these issues long before they were called SDGs. And we should tap that knowledge and see what we can get out of there that can show us what these connections are. And that's what we're trying to do with this project with graphs. And in the general, uh, we're trying to build a graph. My team is trying to build a graph around SDGs that, uh, that help us uh, get more insight in the SDGs, but particularly in the areas where they overlap, what are the dynamics between them. And that's quite important for the world because that way governments and also individuals can come up with strategies, with projects that are much more coherent, that are holistic, and where one project does not counteract another project, a project on helping industry doesn't counteract your efforts on environment, for instance. If we understand these relationships, we can create more holistic programs and be more effective. Well, so that was the reason for us. Yeah, collaborative. And are you focusing on anything specifically at this time due to COVID and global health? Or what areas are you focusing on with knowledge graphs and social good? Well, the sort of ideal uh, future that I just sketched obviously has to go through a number of steps. It's not all that easy. And I think what we asked for this challenge was just to start creating some knowledge hubs, some knowledge nodes around each of the SDGs. And I think the, the health SDG is, is a very relevant one at the moment, of course, with the COVID-19 and with uh, sort of the realization that uh, pandemics can quickly go all around the world and we're all in this together. We can't sort of think that uh, I have my own country and I'm not affected by this. It doesn't work that way. Okay. So uh, that, that would be a very good uh, starting point at the moment, yeah. And, and then how it possibly connects to all sorts of other things in, in the other SDGs. Any, any challenges there that you've encountered so far? You know, what, what's been um, something you've really kind of wanted to crack? Well, there's challenges on merging information that you get from different sources. You tend to come up with knowledge graphs that are a little bit, a little bit separate, uh, that each have their own way of representing knowledge. And, and when you've got two, of these, two or three of these, to start merging them and have the nodes sort of uh, flow into each other, that is a very difficult problem in general in graph theory. And I think Vivek can, can say a little bit more about that from, from a, a technical perspective. Sure, Vivek, well, over to you, enlighten us. Let's start a little bit about uh, our workshop, Knowledge Graph for Social Good. So the idea there was what we can do with several sustainable development goals, how to best represent them and connect them. So it sounds easier than it is when I'm saying how to best represent them, how to best represent poverty. When you look into that, how to best represent poverty in the United States, in mm -hmm. India, in Pakistan, in Estonia. So the definition of poverty is different. The people representing poverty will use different like terms will use different language. So it is, uh, and even if you tell them, this is how exactly you have to uh, capture various parameters. Once the person on the ground capturing those parameters, it will get totally changed. So once okay. you get those data, 
from various countries in various formats, various languages, then how to bring them together in one single format? How to understand together? A person earning uh, like $10,000 in US may be poor, but uh, the same person may be a rich person in some part of India. So right. you put into a poor, uh, like poverty ridden person or not. So that is one aspect of it. Uh, social, another technical aspect, like the different languages, different culture backgrounds, and how people are capturing the data. So these things, putting them together in one poverty is difficult. On top of it, you have unstructured data and structured data. We write the same thoughts in different ways. The same sentence I'm saying, the same context. I can write five different sentences to express the same thoughts. Come up with an automated model to understand those large unstructured text from public records, government uh, release, newspapers, and various other sources. And combining them together is another challenge. So, and when you look into various SDDs, various countries, various domains or subdomains in those SDDs, it becomes a behemoth. Like, a, like it's very challenging task. And I really appreciate that UN is looking to that. And <laughs> it's going to take years, not, not a few days or months, I think, to come up with this final solution. But it will be very useful. Once you have that, it will be helpful not in understanding poverty, but how poverty impact other part of uh, other way of living. Like it's it's very well connected, but finding the connectivity, how these two different domains are connected together. So women's health and poverty, how it is connected, what aspect of women's health is directly connected with some aspect of poverty in different countries. Coming up with a, a single schema or multiple schema, once we understand that, it will be much easier to get rid of or solve those problems. Mm. So this is massive and what an undertaking. So the long-term sort of thinking is so important as well. What, what have you given yourself as, as a scope? I have a background, uh, like I've been doing this information extraction of various knowledge of things uh, for some time. Recently, I started working on a COVID-19 project. White House Office of Science and Technology Policy also released a call of action requesting the tech community especially the AI expert and researcher to develop new text and data mining techniques that can help the science community answers questions related to COVID-19. There are 29,000 articles about or related to COVID-19. So the idea is to use those articles, understand the domain and help researchers in COVID-19 answer the question. So uh, what I'm trying to do there, like me and my team at Accenture and other people involved. So if we can extract the risk factor that were not explicitly mentioned in that document, and you, you know, pneumonia can be a risk factor or some other, like, but as a non-medical expert, can we ex also extract the risk factor that were semantically there, but not explicitly mentioned by connecting various research papers about uh, COVID-19 uh, and related disease? So this is one aspect. When we're talking about health, in health, this can fall into there, uh, in that paradigm, various disease, pandemics, how to deal with the pandemic. Because there cannot be a single strategy to deal with pandemic. You need to understand the situation, then you can make a strategy. And to understand the situation right now with a lot of data, we need to come up with this kind of solution to actually have some system where we can understand the, uh, our ecosystem of human beings, how we live in different countries. Yeah. So you seem to have like this big global health pandemic and then these other micro um disasters happening like cyclones and you know whatnot is it, it's all kind of sdg seems to be the right framework to sort of address everything 
what is unique about this time right now? Either either you, Lambert, or Vivit. Yeah, I can start on that. Thanks. I think the uh, the SDGs, we're now about five years into the implementation of the SDGs. This is one third of the time that countries had set themselves. So it's, I, I think in many places in the world, people have been trying to make progress with the SDGs and have realized the complexity of some of these issues and the interconnectedness. So in, in that respect, I think it's a very good timing to come in and try to provide some help there in trying to understand the dynamics between the SDGs. You know, on the sort of more uh, shorter time frame, uh, I think the COVID crisis, you know, also has made people realize that addressing some of these public health issues and, and global issues altogether uh, fundamentally is, is an important thing to do because eventually it's going to affect everybody. So I think in, in that respect, it's, it's a good timing right now. Yeah. And the graph databases, I think, you know, just, just really make us all aware of, of, you know, how connected we are. What can you maybe share with humanitarian AI members about graph databases and, and unique challenges you've faced and, and how you've solved them? It'd be really great to hear about, you know, some solutions there. If, if you've got something to share, Lambert and Vivek, that'd be great. Graph database helps in knowledge representation. So let's talk about knowledge representation a little bit. So knowledge graphs comes under knowledge representation. That is a field of artificial intelligence. It is about representing the information about a domain and how various concepts in that domain are related to various other concepts so that a computer system can understand the domain and make better decisions. So graph database helps the computer system to do knowledge representation by storing relationships at record level. They make sense when we have a lot of relations in our records. Graph database works with path while relational database works with set. So it's better to use relational database when we have sets and store our data as tables. But when we have to work on paths, do inference, we have various relationships. Graph database make most sense. So maybe um, I can add a yeah, little but, bit to that from okay. from the UN side. I think there's there's two things that graphs are really good at. So traditional databases, if you imagine them as spreadsheets, where you have a long list of customers, and each customer has an, a name and an address and a whatever a bank account and, and and all these things and and then you have a list of orders uh, and and a customer has placed an order so there's a relationship between it but that is sort of a secondary thing those relationships are second class items it's it's really about the fundamental entities and their properties whereas in a graph database the relationships are equal class citizens, or, or even probably more important. And to us in the UN, that is much more reflects uh, how the world is working. You know, other companies like social networks, like Facebook, and, and they're finding that out because relationships is their business. But, but for us, if we just look around us at the world, it's all built on, on relationships. And, and those are the most important things for us. So graphs is a really good, good way. Um, the other thing that graphs are really good at is dealing with heterogen, heterogeneous types of information. Uh, if you have 
one list of, of customers and they're all of the same type, you have a million of them, yeah, yeah by, by all means, put them in a regular SQL database. Uh, but if you're dealing with apples and oranges and, 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 and cars and trees, and then the graph database is much more flexible. You're not tied to that fixed schema. And again, that reflects much more our reality in the world because we, we get so many different types of entities. So that's why graphs uh, seem like a much more natural way of going about storing data. So let's go into humanitarian operations. Shall we, shall we talk a little bit about efforts there and any, any examples you, you want to speak about and, and what you're anticipating knowledge graphs for social good will, you know, what's excited you about this project specifically, Lambert and Vivek? Okay, I can, I can start on this. I think just like we described for, for the case of the SDGs, humanitarian operations are no different in, in the sense that there are so many different aspects involved. Mm. There is, uh, you know, health aspects, economic aspects, you're, you're dealing with, with people. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, human side to that, uh, but you're also dealing with global politics. You're dealing sometimes with natural disasters. You have to take the, the forces of nature into account. So uh, it's, 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 again, this, this complex interwoven system. And if you want to uh, understand how your interventions can be more effective, then uh, a graph is a good way of representing that. Of course, there's humanitarian workers all around the world who have bits of that in their heads. They know exactly which things work and which don't work. They know exactly what are the right things to do in a refugee camp if you have a cholera epidemic. And, but that's in their heads. And you know, to, to describe that in, in a, uh, a representational system in, in computers as a, as a knowledge system, graphs are a very good way to go. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? How, how would you describe that to someone like me who's not really a, a data scientist? Um... Well, if you, if you see graphs as uh, big clouds of concepts with smaller concepts floating around those concepts and with connections between contexts, uh, concepts all around that cloud, um, that that very much represents the complexity of the world in general and, and the SDGs and also uh, humanitarian operations. And if you have a database that is very good at following some of these connections and, and seeing how a concept on, on the left side here is, is related to a very different concept on the right hand side, and automatically being able to analyze that uh, and, and, and query these these kind of dynamics, that is very powerful. Yeah, sounds so. Vivek, how's that technically work, and and what you know? Yeah. Gosh, that that yeah. does sound incredibly yeah. powerful and amazing. What, what can you um, say? So I will start with what Lambert said. Like the complex system we live in and the interconnectivity here, like they are explicit and implicit many times. So there may be a lot of relations that's very explicit. I go, if I'm making an account on Facebook, say I'll say uh, sending friend request to 50 people. So Facebook knows they are my friend. I went to school from 2008 to 2012 at some uh, IIT. Uh, so Facebook knows I studied there. So people studied at the same college during undergrad during that time. And 
also have accounts there. They are not connected to me by right now, but based on my various other relations with other concepts in that knowledge graph, Facebook suggests us you should be friend to that guy. And that's how like a simple friend or recommendation system works. And this is a mechanism called link prediction in knowledge graphs. So you learn from various other links and predict other links. So Vivek works at Accenture right now. So Vivek employer is Accenture. So these are the two concepts, Vivek and employer Accenture. And you have enough examples of this kind of relations. And when we say Lambert and United Nations, and we have some somewhere in the text. Uh, so Lambert works at United Nations, but it's not explicitly mentioned. But uh, this kind of methods can predict this link. Okay. United Nations is employer of Lambert. So when you represent in a graph, you can easily understand this implicit relations. Those were not directly mentioned. So Vivek, uh, a speaker at KGC 2019, Lambert was a speaker at KGC 2019. Vivek spoke about knowledge graph uh, in ABC domain. Lambert talked about knowledge graph in XYZ domain. And then at the same time, both are organizing knowledge graph for social good. So you can kind of, uh, create a link between them based on similar relations about other people. They may know each other, acquaintance to each other, working together. So that, that was not mentioned, even if that's not mentioned at all. So graphs help you uh, predict this kind of links. That's yeah. the implicit interconnectivity. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what ads are probably doing as well, but you are using this information for humanitarian purposes. Can you Can you speak about things that have... Um, resulted some, you know, um, things you've solved and actually like an example or two that, you know, you can, you can walk us through that journey and that story of, you know, from map to action to what the outcome was, that would be really cool. Um, Yeah, definitely. For me, I, Lambert, you want to go first? No, I I was going to say with regard to our our, our project with the with the SDGs and uh, uh, what what we're doing, I, w- I was going to say please come back in two years' time and then we'll be able to tell you. But I think Vivek may have some examples in in other domains that, that he yeah. has worked on. So for uh, I would start with our workshop. Okay, so knowledge graph for social good. So how we design the workshop? Mm-hmm. There are uh, like domains or various SDGs already agreed upon goals. So uh, UN is providing actual data, structured and unstructured. Any practitioner who wants to try those data, uh, they are working on some other domain, can try those data. People working on similar domain can try those data and see what they can come out with. That is one goal. Another goal was if you are working in one one or more of those domains Mm -hmm. and you have your own data, you can also come and show that work to people that how this data can help you understand the domain you are interested in. A lot of people are already working in various uh, domains. Uh, the idea was to bring them together. We also had a um, second half of our workshop as more of a collaborative exercise where we're planning to make teams and people talking together, okay, in say poverty domain or healthcare domain, these are the problem we faced on various representation and come up with a final representation and then recommend those things to you. And this is how we can represent that. So uh, we are doing, uh, that's how we designed our knowledge that was good workshop. So uh, we have started working on that a little bit. And for me, uh, like I have worked on financial documents to do similar kind of stuff. Recently, I have, uh, I've been working on COVID-19 research papers. So the, uh, my, for COVID-19, I think on humanitarian side, the goal is there are some risk factors. Those are explicitly mentioned in the challenge. 
but what are the hidden risk factors, the symptoms, the uh, genes, how they are connected. If there is some gene that is getting mutated that we are not aware of, but in some paper it was discussed, can we represent those things together and find interconnectivity between them? So, right. uh, it's still a work in progress, but that's what I'm doing right now. And earlier work was on financial document, financial regulation specifically. Yeah. And this 2020 COVID thing, I mean, it's going to go down as the COVID, the novel COVID virus. And it's not a new virus, but, you know, maybe preparedness for future kind of pandemics. And and what Lambert said, you know, he, he just mentioned, we'll check back in in three years time. But, but just for this year, what are your hopes entering into this um, collaboration and, you know, what, what you're doing here with Vivek, both of you? I don't think that we'll succeed with our knowledge graph project to solve the 2019 COVID uh, crisis, uh, unfortunately. But I think what we've seen with the wider effects of this pandemic, uh, how it affects economies, how it affects societies, and how it affects uh, relationships between nations, um, I think those are all uh, topics that, that make people increasingly aware how interconnected life in general is and how interconnected we are as people and as a world. And uh, I think that hopefully will also make people more interested in, in exploring these dynamics and participating in our workshop uh, on the graphs, those people who have expertise in this in this area because it's i think it's a it's a very good way to use technology to make an impact on the world yeah and the right home un to be involved in this is just massive and perfect really isn't it and thank you for that vivek is there anything more you'd like to share about uh, you know the project you're tackling and any insight or takeaways to our humanitarian ai members you'd like to share and perhaps is there anything you need as well for this project from, from our members? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first, uh, the goal was uh, goal of KGSG is to uh, increase awareness among people to invite them, come work with us, see what UN is doing, what different people in different AI groups are doing. Can we bring those technologies together and move in the direction of achieving the sustainable development goals? That is That goal stays there. And it's still an open invite, comes uh, look at the data set, try them, what you can do and the methods you're uh, using in various other domains, similar domains with different data set, how we can use them for the data set we are interested in and what we can extract or understand from them. So that stays there. And uh, right now, uh, like I see most of the people started working on COVID-19, like I I've been in a few calls recently and a lot of people, they, for short term, stopped everything they were working on, started working on COVID-19 project. Me, myself, is working on that for like last three weeks. And a lot of people in my team in Accenture Labs, as well as Accenture Analytics, we formed a big team working on this project only. And we have like every other day we are having call, uh, like talking to each other, if it makes sense or not, what else we can do. So I think this is a perfect time to understand importance of technology in our life, like how we can actually understand this massive information or the knowledge we have been gathering for years and actually use in any of this pandemic situation that we are not planned for. So be ready for this kind of situations. And humanitarian definitely will be benefited most after this. Absolutely. Yeah. And Lambert, how about anything, anything you want to close with about your um, 
what you're up to and takeaways to the humanitarian AI members needs you may have? Well, just in general to say this is a, a time to make your skills do good for the world and, and connect with other people, brainstorm a lot and, and come up with ideas because I think collectively, you know, technology is moving so far, so fast that, that collectively we've explored only 10% of, of what we can do with technology to, to help this world. And it's, it's a huge untapped uh, resource. The sky is the limit at the moment of, of uh, what we can do. And uh, think also think about it very pragmatically. You know, it's it's tempting to go further and further to to the uh, the cutting edge. What what can be done? Uh, mm-hmm. But it's also sometimes good to stop and see what can we do with what we have and be creative with that. Indeed, and and how it translate into human everyday behavior. You know, from technology to to humanity, and um, you know, every everybody's concerns and you know, how, how they feel they will be helped by this, you know, and, and what they can do as well. Absolutely. Well, it's a very important time for, for what you're doing. Thank you for being involved in this hackathon and talking to us today. In closing, thank you both um, Lambert from United Nations and Vivek from Accenture. It was great speaking with you and this wraps up another episode of Humanitarian AI today.